Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Hello everyone and welcome to The Naughty Rude Show here on Sin. I'm Zach and today I'm joined by Tammy and Portia. How are we people? I'm very well. How are you? I am excellent. Portia, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. How are you all? Awesome. We are excellent. We're looking forward to a great, great show tonight. We have tons of fantastic content coming up. We're going to be talking, getting back with an X. We're going to be answering a question from the archives of Tumblr way, way back in the days. We're going to be talking male contraception. We're going to be talking about another sex toy on The Vibe. We're going to talk about some other lovely things today, but that's for then. For now... You should go follow us on our socials. Tammy, where can they find our socials? Well, you can find us at Naughty Rude Sin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and The Naughty Rude Show on Omni Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can, of course, find our questions link form through our link tree. That's linktr.ee slash The Naughty Rude Show. Or you can also ask us questions on our Tumblr, which is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask. Yeah, so make sure you go hit us up, ask us something, follow us everywhere and anywhere. But just before we move into the show proper, we do talk about some sort of serious topics here sometimes. So if you do need to talk to someone, please don't hesitate to hit up a helpline. You can call Beyond Blue at 1300 224 636, Kids Helpline at 1800 551800 or Q Life Helpline at 1800 184 527. We're going to get into a great show now. We're going to be answering some questions, talking some facts, but just to be clear, we aren't we aren't medical professionals here. We try very hard, okay? We're talking about our own experiences. We're drawing from the things we know, the things we've read, the things we've watched, the things we've done, the things we've witnessed. All of those things, but we aren't professionals. If you do need professional help, please talk to a doctor, see someone, get the help you need. Now, getting back into what we've been talking about, Tammy, you've got something you want to talk about. (laughs) Yes, I do. I was thinking the other day how there is quite a big social stigma about getting back with an ex, and I just thought it would be fun to talk about everybody's experiences or thoughts and opinions and anything that anyone has seen to do with getting back with an ex. Should we do it? How should you do it? I don't know. 
Zach, do you have any experience, thoughts, opinions? I have uh, thoughts and opinions. I don't have any experiences of myself. Um, My general thoughts is I've never seen it go well. I've Mm. never really seen it end up. And keep, keep in mind, when I say I've never seen it go well, I'm talking like, they were exes, like at proper, not just like taking a break, not just a, it's complicated. No, they were in a relationship. They broke up. They decided to get back together. No. And so they didn't have any like partners in between or anything. It was just a blunt. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not actually yeah. sure if they had any partners in between or I'm not, let me rephrase that. I'm not sure if they had any like committed partners in between, but I've never really seen it work out. That mm. being said, I don't think it, can't work out obviously it depends entirely on the context of the actual breakup and like did you stay friends in between did you stop talking to each other which in a way i think would make it easier than if you stayed friends because at least if you took a break from each other totally you could kind of restart from ground zero whereas if you stayed friends there's a whole i don't know weird will they won't they situation and that would make everyone mildly confused i think so mm. it really depends on the context of the breakup. But it's like, remember, there's a reason that you two split apart to begin with. So really, really think about it and really talk to the other person. Why did you break apart? Why do you want to get back together? Have they changed or have you changed from when you were originally dating? That, that's, that's my two cents. Portia, what are your thoughts? Um, well, it depends on what you're wanting to do, whether you want to get back with your ex or whether you just want to move on or not. Mm, As in, do you feel like if you're getting back with an ex, it's just really taking you further from moving on? I mean... You can. I suppose you can't really move on if you go back to the ex, but like, okay, okay. Uh, like, like, Let me hit you with a scenario. What if like, okay, high school sweethearts, you guys were like together in high school, high school sweethearts. They hit you with the right person wrong time um, during the breakup. Firstly, do we believe in a right person wrong time? Secondly, we're talking um, 10 years down the track, 10 years. We are like proper adults now, have our fully lives set up have careers, have, you know, more important things than what you have in high school. Do you think that there can be a solid relationship foundation built? Or do you think it's still this weird little high school drama? I think that can work. I think that can work. If okay. if in the interim you were pretty, pretty separated, separated. like if in those mm-hmm. 10 years – you were kind of in a weird will they, won't they kind of, if you're in a situationship, let's put it that way. No, probably not a great idea. But if you spent those, like you, you each went off, lived your own lives pretty separately. I think there's basis there. Like 10 years is a lot of time. People change a lot in 10 years. There could be a very solid way to build a foundation there. If you kind of kept in touch with them, Mm, I think you're walking on a little shakier ground depending on how much touch you kept in with them. Okay, okay. The other question though, right person, wrong time. Oh, that, Do you believe yeah. in that phrasing? Do you believe in that? 
I, I don't like the idea of there being a right person in general because I feel like that means people like like it leads to people kind of waiting for the right person and that person is never going to fully meet their expectations, I guess. And relationships need to be built on a foundation and that foundation is not going to be the quote unquote right person. That being said, I do think you can meet someone and not be ready for a relationship with them at that time, but form a relationship at a different time. If that makes sense. Like, like, I I don't think they'll, they'll be like, they're not your soulmate. But perhaps, I don't know, they're too busy or you're too busy for a relationship at the moment. But then in two, three years down the track or two, three months down the track, honestly, the time is kind of irrelevant here. You might actually be like, okay, I'm in a better situation now. Let's, 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 let's do this. Let's do a relationship. Mm. Okay. The kind of, the vibe that I'm getting from everything that you're saying is just so long as there's no as long as there has been a moving on period, there isn't like this weird back and forth. There's not this weird situation ship. There's a a fully parting and then a coming together. I think there needs to be a part kind of like a drifting between. I think the drifting between will, will lead to more honestly, just more drifting in the long run. Mm. Portia, do you have any, do you have any uh, final thoughts? No, I don't. I think you guys covered that all. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show here on Sin with Tammy, Zach, and Portia. And we are jumping into a segment that Zach has ever so nicely called Hot, Hot Tumblr, Tumblr Time, Time Machine. Machine. <laughs> Let's go. We are going back through the archives. So we take questions through our Tumblr, uh, the Naughty Root Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Hit us up. But we are going back. There were a lot of questions that have been asked that were never answered at the time, whether it's because there were just too many or other reasons. So we're going back through the past, looking deep, deep into the Tumblr archives, answering the questions, helping people through scenarios they are definitely already dealt with because some of these are several years old. But hey. Or at least we hope that they've already dealt with. But We hope with. But if not, and you're still listening, hey, we're here for you. And if you've got a question, hey, we're here for you. Again, we're not experts, but we try. This question, <laughs> this question. Oh, I really hope this person figured this situation out because it is a tricky one. I think I might be in love with my roommate. Help. And the help is not me adding emphasis. It's in the question. They need help. And yeah, yeah, I can kind of see why this is a pretty tricky situation to be in. It is, and I wish that we had some more context. I would love to know what their living situation looks like. Are they alone? Is it just these two people? Does does either person have a partner already? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I just want to know a lot more about this situation. I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna put the context in myself again. I don't know the context, but I'm just gonna just gonna throw some out there so that we can get a bit of advice going around. I'm gonna say both of these people are single living just together as roommates. Mm -hmm. So they haven't got any other roommates. They're just together and they're both single. So Mm -hmm. basically the question becomes, is it a good idea to date someone you are currently living with? 
Ooh. Ooh, indeed. Ooh. I'm going to go out and say that I don't think it's a great idea. I would have to agree, although I do think that it can be done, but you are kind of walking on eggshells. Here's why. Because the dynamic of living with somebody and the dynamic of like, okay, the dynamic of living with somebody who you're in a relationship with and the dynamic of being in a relationship are two very different things. Particularly early on in a relationship, might not be great to live with that person just because it's too much, too hard, too quick. And also there's the dreaded what if of if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Which is such a dreaded and morbid what if. But it is also a very important one because you don't want to have a hard and fast relationship and then end up without a house. It's mm. a very, very tricky scenario. Portia, what do you think? I don't think I would date a um, roommate. Yeah, similar reasons to what Tammy said, or have you got different reasons going on? Because then it could make the living situation harder if you guys break up. Mm, for sure. It's, it's unfortunately just, always just the dreaded what if, isn't it? It's it's the dreaded what if. All right, well, in that case, so we've both, we've we've all kind of come to the agreement, not a great idea. How do you get through the feelings of having a crush on someone that you see all the time because you live with them? That's a lot to work through. <laughs> I wish I had an answer for that one, man. I don't even know how to get over a crush from somebody who would live on the other side of the country. I don't know, man. I think here's the thing. My number one advice for getting over crushes is distance. You can't distance yourself from someone you live with. So that's tricky in a weird way, in a weird way. This is going to be, I want to hear your thoughts. This is some spicy advice. Maybe tell them, but don't tell them in the context of, I want a relationship. If well, that see, that's makes what sense. I was thinking. Just clear the air and just say, hey, yeah. I just need to let you know I have feelings for you. I don't want anything with you. It's not going to work out, but you need to help me move past this. I or you need to respect good... my boundaries or, like, I don't know. Maybe it can be posed as something of, like, we need to work through something together, but still Ouch. a hard conversation to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be uncomfortable no matter what. Like, maybe, maybe you just leave it and time, you know, things pass in time. I just can't help but feel like it might take a lot of time. You know, here's a What here's if a you thought. start nitpicking, though? What if you start, like, really actually looking at them, not through, like, the rose-tinted lenses and just be like, oh, they leave their dirty socks in the lounge room and they don't wash their dishes and um, they stay up past a reasonable time like what if you start nitpicking finding all the things you don't like about them but you also have to make sure you don't get too nitpicky because you still have to live with them True, <laughs> what if, that is the okay. downfall of what about what if you start kind of maybe seeing like other people dating around a little get on the dating apps find like maybe you just find another partner somewhere and you work through it that way or even if you just have some like casual partners to help you kind of work through it i don't know if that's great advice necessarily but it might work for you in the sense that like it might help you take your mind off of this person off of your roommate 
Plus, it'll give you a reason to get out of the house because you're seeing other people. So, you know, not being around them might really help out there. And it might make them jealous so they can confess their feelings to you. No, and then no, it all I'm putting out. my foot down. <laughs> no. I wish life could be a bit of a rom-com. This would be such a lovely rom-com oh, if it worked out. Be. But I feel like, unfortunately, this is a common scenario and it rarely works out in the sitcom fashion, hey? Yeah. What about Portia? What do you think? Do you agree or how would you say it? I agree with what you guys are saying. Yeah. Do you have another way you'd kind of, would you, would you like break it to him? Would you tell him or would you just kind of leave it? I would probably tell them and get it out in the air. Yep. Get it in the air and clear that air. Well, we hope we helped you, listener from God. I don't have a I don't have a date on this question because Tumblr doesn't provide dates on the question. Uh, I'm just going to take a wild stab. Probably like 2019. Good luck with the roommate if you're still living with them and you're still in this situation. Now, Zach, what have you got for us today? We have some exciting little news. There's been a little study that we've just been reading up on about a male contraceptive pill that has been tested on mice and has been found to be really effective and safe so far, which is really cool little bit of research and got us thinking, male contraception. What's what's going on there? Because, you know, we've spoken, about, we've spoken about female contraception in the past and there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a long list. Male contraception is basically condoms, vasectomy, that's pretty much it. This pill is a really exciting little development. Now, it hasn't been tested on people yet, so there may actually not, nothing might come of it. But just the fact that there's being research done, which has so far proven relatively successful, is really cool. Tammy, what are your thoughts? It is really cool, and I feel like it's been such a long time coming. Because <laughs> like you said, you know, we've kind of for male contraception. And of course, when we say male and female we are talking about sex and not gender we understand that there is a difference there but from a reproduction standpoint and contraceptive point you know we've got condoms which are a you know disposable medium you use them when you need them and then you know there is vasectomy which is a surgical procedure and quite a large one and it is reversible and you know it is this and it is that but it is you know a procedure and that has kind of been it until a contraceptive pill something that you know men are able to do you know for themselves as a contraceptive medium and i think that's been such a long time coming and is very exciting news that it is looking more and more like it yeah will be commercially available soon the fact that it's working in mice i imagine is really good i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientific person but none of us are none of us are doctors <laughs> none of us are experts we are just relaying things we've uh, been reading about but it's you know it is really cool uh it's so far uh proven 99 percent effective again in mice which are but really still. good odds, really good statistics, because I believe the regular female contraceptive pill, estrogen progesterone based pill, is also ninety nine percent, if not maybe ninety eight percent. So we're kind of sitting around the same margins, which is nice if it is that effective in humans. 
Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because like, I believe condoms are about the same, about 98%. So seeing this is just really good and it's great to have another option. I think that's a really important thing to stress is just the more options you have for contraception, the better, just like across the board. Some might not work for people, so you need to have another option. And it's like, for example, taking condoms is a very easy example. They are relatively universal. I mean, they're fairly inexpensive most of the time, fairly easy to carry, fairly easy to find. You can buy them at a supermarket. But even for the odd person with like a latex allergy, they can't use them. So having another However, option. you can get latex-free condoms. We'll put that out there. You can, you can, but most are made from latex. Most. Correct. So having another option, fantastic. Great to see. Yeah, the more options, I think definitely the better. And yeah, I'm just really interested to see where it goes because, you know, it says that it's a daily pill, which is, again, quite similar to the female contraceptive pill. And yeah, I'm just really interested to see if use in it is is sought out, you know. I'm interested to see if this does come on the market and is a hit with men and, you know, just people wanting to take it, whether people are in relationships or not. Like, I'm really interested in, like, the nitty-gritty statistics of who wants this pill, who's going to take this pill, how it's going to work. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it's actually sort of marketed if it becomes a, like, retail product. Uh, Portia, what are your thoughts? The same as what you guys have been saying. Yeah, so you think like it's a good option? Yeah, it's a good option. For sure, for sure. Even I think like, we all just love a bit of variety here on the Naughty Variety room. So any, is the spice of life. Mm-hmm, and particularly when it comes to contraception, it's the spice of... Not making here life on that the, you don't want. Here on the Naughty Root Show, variety of contraception is my kink. <laughs> Seriously, it's though, it's, it's an important part of life is contraception and options are nice. <laughs> you are listening to the Naughty Root Show here on Sin with Tammy, Zach and Portia. And we just spoke about the male contraceptive pill and how that's kind of in the works and male contraception in general. And during the break just then, it got us onto a good little tangent about carrying condoms and the stigma around it and the importance of it and everything like that. Because I myself carry around condoms with me everywhere I go, just because it's a handy thing to have. Like it weighs nothing, fits in my handbag. I've got my little medical bag in my handbag with my Panadol and my condoms, just the necessities. And I get a lot of judgment for it because I am a female and I get looked at in a negative light because of it. And the reality of the situation is, is I just have a latex allergy. So if a boy's carrying a condom, chances are it's not one that's suitable for me. So I don't know. Do you guys think that there's a stigma or do you guys carry your own or what's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, there's definitely a stigma around it and it's a really stupid stigma. I do carry condoms basically everywhere as well because yeah, they're really light. They're really small. I can just throw them in my bag and kind of forget that they're there and just replace them every like few months. That being said, just a little side note, because this is important to mention, be careful with where you carry them because friction can cause them to degrade. Mainly like carrying them in your wallet is not a great idea. You can just make sure you replace them fairly frequently and just be very mindful of that. Friction, heat, 
those sorts of things can cause them to degrade. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just throw them in a pocket in my bag and just kind of leave them there and kind of honestly forget that they're there most of the time. And then I'll be clearing <laughs> out my bag and I'll be like, oh, yeah, these. Okay, I'll just but I'll the just day that you now. need it, though, the day that you need it is well, right the there thing. where you need it. That's the thing. I highly doubt I will need them. That was a really weird self-burn. Um, I don't <laughs> go anywhere expecting to need them. Let me put it that way. I don't go anywhere expecting to need them. But if a situation comes up, it's much better to have them there already. Or if I do go somewhere where if I'm like, I don't know, if I do actually go on a date with someone one day, I at least have the security of if I forget to deliberately pack them. Oh, wait, I always have them in my bag. Right. Because why wouldn't I? But the stigma is really weird, in my opinion. Borja, what do you think? It should be as common as like carrying tampons, where like, and like pads and just women's sanitary products, where, you know, a lot of women carry it around. So it's just this handy thing where you can go to any woman and just be like, hey, or menstruating person, or just anybody who is kind enough to carry that for the menstruating people of the population. Big shout outs because. I am somebody of the menstruating population and don't do that. But also like you can just go to anyone and just be like, Hey, do you have something for me? Like imagine going to one of your mates and just being like, Hey, I forgot to bring a condom out tonight. Like, can I just borrow one? Like just in case, like that would be so cool. It would be very, a lot more convenient than yeah. The weird secrecy of them. Uh, Portia, do you agree that there's a bit of a stigma or are you kind of indifferent to it? Um, well, I don't carry around any because I don't find that I need to. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And it's like, here's the thing, not everyone does. I can imagine, especially if you're in a committed relationship, a committed monogamous relationship, you probably don't need to carry them everywhere with you because you know who you will be sleeping with and you know where they are, I'm assuming, most of the time. Plus, you're probably, I don't know, if you're living together, I mean, just keep them in a bedside table or something like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. But I can but say... Portia, say, would you take out some condoms and carry them around for your friends if your friends ever needed them? Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's do. It's just being a good buddy. It's just being a good friend. Condoms for yeah, all. It's easier to help your friend when they need it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this does, this ignites a very specific memory of, um, I didn't go, I heard this secondhand uh, of a uni camp where they just had like a bowl of condoms because of course they did. It was a uni camp. And I'm just picturing like a variety bowl. Like you've got, you know, the snacks. Here's the popcorn. Here's the M and M's. Here's the condoms. Here's the Doritos. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably a good thing to have, though. It just, yeah, it really confuses me. It also does remind me of the condom vending machines, which I'm not sure if either of you are aware that they exist. No. No? What do you mean? Oh. Like, did they sell boxes or just like individually wrapped ones? Well, I've did never you have bought from them. them. I've never bought from one, but uh, I know that in my university's bathrooms, specific bathrooms in one of sp- one of the specific buildings on every second floor, uh, there is yeah, a, like a vending not a vending machine, but like a dispenser. I think it gives you two condoms. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll have to find out. 
That is so cool. Whoever needs that on the university campus is having a lot more of an exciting experience at university than I did. Well, the fact that there's multiple, because there's one on every second floor in, I believe it's a six-story building, so there's three in the building. The fact that there's that many means that there's definitely demand. And I believe there's also one in uh, the female bathrooms on one of the floors as well. That's only so one. cool, though. No, I yeah. like that. That's handy. It's really handy. Again, I've never Not used it. the clubs like, after uni. They're there. They're handy. Yeah. You forgot to go to the supermarket one day. Oh, no, this was on my shopping list anyway. That's so cool. Yeah, let me just stock up real quick with my... Let me just, just <laughs> really do it this really quickly. But, yeah, it's really cool. And that it just, really it cool. just goes to show... That, yeah, honestly. put the, put. We need more condom vending machines in the world. Put them in every bathroom. I agree. And we're going to get into our favorite, favorite, favorite topic. Tammy, would you do the honors? That was so enthusiastic and I'm so glad about it because I'm very enthusiastic about this next topic that we're talking about. We are entering the vibe, the vibe, which is the segment where we talk about different sex toy every single week, except for last week. This week though, um, we're carrying over what we kind of spoke about the week before. We did talk about butt plugs and I think that we just got so overwhelmed with butt plugs that we forgot to mention one of the most important things about butt plugs, which is prostate stimulation, which brings us to another anal sex toy, prostate massages. So does anyone straight off the bat have any thoughts, opinions, wants to explain what a prostate or a prostate or a prostate massager is? Uh, yeah, so I'll buy it. Uh, so a prostate massager massages the prostate. The prostate is basically a um, walnut roughly sized gland uh, located in the uh, anus uh, a few centimeters up. It, it's not in a very specific location. I can't tell you, oh, this is exactly where it is. You kind of have to feel it out, basically. But that is where the prostate is, and it's uh, full of nerve endings. Keep in mind, prostates are a sex organ, uh, so if you have a penis, you have a prostate. Yeah, and prostate massages are made to stimulate it. Now, I do have thoughts on prostate massages, and they're very weird thoughts. I would like I, to hear these thoughts, please. I was getting there. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I've tried. Not a fan. I have tried using a prostate massager. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Prostate stimulation is kind of complicated. You have to be really picky about how it, and it, it, it takes practice. But I'm in a very weird situation. I don't know if I've mentioned on the show before. I have uh, ulcerative colitis, which is like a bowel disease. So basically my uh, intestines get like inflammation and part of dealing with that is that I have to take medication anally. So the idea of shoving something up my butt for pleasure doesn't really appeal to me, to be honest. <laughs> but I've given oh, it a shot. Yeah. Well, see, I, okay, I feel like you are in a bit of a unique situation. Yes. But also I have heard that I don't have a prostate, but I have heard from a lot of people that have prostates that... You know, it is a bit of a bit of a touchy feely thing anyway. Like, you know, different folks, different strokes. Works for some people, doesn't work for some people. I've heard a lot of people say that it's just too sensitive and it's just too much, so you can't enjoy it because it's just too overwhelming. I've heard other people say that it just simply doesn't feel good. They couldn't get it right for themselves. They just could not figure it out. I've also heard some people say that they loved it though. 
I, they love yeah. it and it's just the, the best thing ever for them and yeah i will say moving on to like strokes. the prostate massages themselves and what exactly they look like and how they kind of work uh so similar to butt plugs uh they have like a flared base which means the base is wider than the uh rest of it so that it doesn't go further than it's meant to and they're kind of most of them almost look like a curved finger is kind of the best way to explain it. And also that's kind of the best way to find your prostate if you're trying to figure it out is to kind of curl your fingers towards your belly button roughly and up your ass uh, and try and find it from there. (laughs) Now, here's a weird sort of almost contradictory sounding piece of advice if someone does want to get a prostate massager for themselves. A lot of people get intimidated by the size of the big ones. I think like a smaller one would be easier, which sounds, sounds right. Right. It sounds accurate. I think it does sound fair. And I think particularly when we're talking about anal play, you know, makes sense. Can be intimidating. But pun intended, pun intended. But the problem there is that because the prostate is a bit sort of finicky to find, you might actually benefit from getting a toy that is slightly larger. Now, I don't mean comically large. Don't get something huge. But staying within the realms of like what you're comfortable with, going slightly bigger can actually make it a bit easier to actually hit the prostate with the toy, which is kind of the point. So don't be afraid to kind of experiment a little. Uh, you can even get some that are also vibrators. They vibrate. We love that. Mm. So much fun. I love that. I think that um, a lot of them are also the same with, when we're talking about features and things, a lot of the similar features that we were talking about with butt plugs the other week. I'm pretty sure you can get some that have cock rings attached, some that kind of cup your balls. Like you said, things that vibrate. Yeah, just a lot of things to add to the experience, give a little bit more stimulation. Yeah. All the bells and whistles. The bells and the whistles. And again, going back again to that conversation about butt plugs, you do have to be pretty mindful of keeping them clean because... It's a butt. It's not, all, it's not really the cleanest place as a general rule. So make sure you're using plenty of lube. It's not self-lubricating. So you're going to have to make sure you're going slowly. Make sure you're comfortable. Make sure you wash it thoroughly with a sex toy cleaner. Make sure everything is nice and disinfected for when you use it. And also after you use it, just to keep yourself safe. In the words of you in the butt plugs episode, things in the butt can get infecty. <laughs> Things in the butt can get infecty. Uh, Portia, do you have any uh, thoughts, comments, feelings? No, I don't. <laughs> no, that is all good. It's a yeah. bit of a niche one. It's a bit of a um, bit of a taboo area, I would say. I think that a lot of people are more hesitant to talk about it than they would like to, you know, admit. I think that a lot of people would have more experience with this, but will we talk about it openly? I don't know. There's definitely, there's definitely a bit of a stigma around, honestly, anal play. I mean, in general, it, there's a bit of a weird stigma about it. A stigma that I would very much like to break down because... I was going to say, we're going to break it. We're going to break it here on the Naughty Rude Show because yeah. that's just not fun. It's not, it's not it's on. It's just not, not fun. <laughs> it's not fun and we're all about having fun here. <laughs> We're the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin with Zach, Tammy, and Portia. And it has come to the end of our show. Portia, take it away. Um, you've been listening to the Naughty Rude Show with Zach, 
Tammy and myself, Portia. We've talked about carrying condoms and male contraception. And we've had our Tumblr archive question. And we've also talked about getting back with an app. So we didn't have any fresh brand new questions to answer this week, but we did, of course, have that one question from our hot Tumblr time machine, the Tumblr question. If you have a fresh brand new question that you would like to ask us, please ask us, hit us up. You can find us on our social medias at Naughty Roots In on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and The Naughty Root Show on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you would like to submit one of those questions, we have our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash Naughty Root Show. Or you can find us on our Tumblr at thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com slash ask. I think that's always my favorite part of our episodes is answering questions. What do you guys I love, think? I love answering questions, but nothing will replace the vibe for me. Oh, the vibe. It's so much fun. Portia, what's the your favorite vibe. part You of have the show? to say it with stars on either end. Like <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta add some flourish to it. The vibe. The vibe. <laughs> Portia, what's your favorite part of the show? My favorite part is the whole show, being able whole to show? record <laughs> all you guys. Oh, yeah. This show's great. And being and able to make such great content. For sure. <laughs> and there's more great content on our Spotify. Or actually all of our podcasts, not just Spotify, wherever. Apple Podcasts, Omni, Google Podcasts. Amy listed them earlier. Hit us up. Listen to us. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to The Naughty Root Show with Zach, Tamey, and Portia here on Sid.